0: all right hey what's up everybody welcome to another straight out of islington an arsenal podcast my name is mario and today as always i am joined with ryan ryan how you doing buddy
1: mario good to be back with you uh first defeat of the season so we're a little we're a little shocked taken back and we have we have to regroup we have to figure out all our ills in this in this one podcast so we'll, we'll do our best
0: yeah definitely i wanted to pick your brain on a lot of things um with this, but I guess uh, let's just start with your overall impressions of like, you know, first team pick and, and, and like team selection is what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, obviously there were some injuries. Uh, Tierney was back, which is a good thing. Uh, David Louise, um, was subs, subbed in for Gabriel, I think at last minute. Um, and then Elneny came back because he had a stellar game at the beginning of the season, but, um, I don't I don't know I just uh, the formation didn't click or I the selection didn't click I guess I don't know what 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 are your takes on that
1: Yeah so I think the I mean I think starting at the back uh obviously Tierney coming back in is is a was a big bonus in place of Kolasinac and I think Luis coming back in although Gabriel had played pretty well uh after being you know thrown straight in after signing for Arsenal, I think that wasn't too big of a surprise. Louise, obviously a uh, good distributor from the back, you know, veteran experienced solid hand on the wheel, if you will. Um, I think the big surprise is probably um, that Elneny coming in for Ceballos ap- having after started against Fulham, didn't play against West Ham. Ceballos did not, not a huge surprise. I don't think, I mean, if you look at obviously in hindsight, the way the match went, and after Ceballos came on, he was, I think, easily our best player. Um, you would have looked back at that and said, "Well, he should have started from the beginning." But I think if you look at Arteta's logic, um, El Nani played well against Liverpool in the Community Shield. Um, I mean, he did finish? I think he was like a ninety-five percent pass completion rate. So I don't think El Nani was a problem. You know, the reason we were dominating loss. I just think he was easily bypassed and kind of made irrelevant. Um, I don't think that's that's not as much a criticism on him as it is probably just praise on Liverpool, their system, their effectiveness, their ruthlessness. Um, but I think, obviously, with Ceballos coming in the second half, the impact he made, easy to say, well, he should have started from the off. Um, that, that could have made a difference. But, you know, I, I think that's kind of clutching at straws. I think, overall, that that's you know, and, and again, El Nene stayed on. So it was, it was Ceballos who came on for Xhaka in the end. So that was probably more indicative of the performance of the midfield and who really underwhelmed. And, um, but again, I think that's, that's still a glaring hole in this in the squad in general. I don't, I don't think as it stands, the midfielders we have with this club are going to be able to be enough to progress us up the table where we want to be. And that's, that, to me, is still the big takeaway, um, even though it's it's only, you know, three league fixtures in. That's that's where the gaping hole is for me.
0: And and we really noticed that, um, like we saw. Uh, Lacazette's goal, right? We you know, he it was just by sheer luck that he uh, that he came in and, and scored the goal. But uh, after that, I mean, Arsenal were just they were they were struggling to keep them out of their own half. Like it it, it was just a, really a tale of um, boys versus men out there. Like, Would you would you say that?
1: Yeah. Again, you look at this. This is always we kind of talk about looking at Arsenal's roster and where positions can be upgraded and I always kind of say this is if you look across the elite teams in European football and, and obviously looking in your elite teams in, in England which Liverpool are the gold standard right now just look across the starting 11 and look at the gulf of quality between again let's focus on midfield like you had um, Fabinho, Naby Keita and Winaldum against essentially Jaka, el nene and then i guess if you throw maitland niles in there who's kind of utility midfielder left wing back it's it's not even close and that and that's the scary thing about that is liverpool didn't have jordan henderson who's their captain and they didn't have tiago who's arguably the best midfielder in world football okay so and they still absolutely bossed us in that part of the pitch and they and you know they've, they've been playing together for a while they're they're so well drilled they're they're it's almost automatic the way that their movements their passing their understanding of where they are on the pitch so um then of course you just look in the front three you know uh Mane, Firmino and Salah up against Aubameyang who's Aubameyang is is a top player but not when he's doing shuttle sprints all match up and down the left wing and not getting any touches in the opposition 18 yeah. uh Lac- Lacazette who I'm sure we'll talk about more in, in depth. Um, and then uh, William, who was pretty pedestrian once again. Um, and then, so just, just the gulf of talent from, you know, 11 to 11, Liverpool, the Arsenal with you know, this performance I think was pretty indicative of, of that gulf of quality. Um, we couldn't get any sustained possession. We We hardly had any touches in their 18 yard box. The one we did, which led to the goal, was from a good from a good counter-attacking play. We p- passed out the back. Shaka had the good line sl- splitting pass to Lacazette. He, he laid it off, went out wide to to Maitland-Niles, and his kind of miscued across that that Robertson made a mess of, and that that gave Lacazette the chance in which he finished it. Um, give him credit; it was it was a lucky finish, but finished nonetheless. Um, you know, other than that, there was obviously coming to the second half, uh, Sabaeus introduction had that glorious chance. He set up Lacazette who, who took that very poorly. There was a few other, you know, balls over the top, a couple close offside calls, but really we, we didn't, we didn't have anything through the middle. Um, we didn't have anything playing out the back. They pressed us, they triggered us extremely well, which led to kind of panicked, you know, passes over the top that were misplaced or, uh, you know, just rushed, try- passes up the line, trying to build up. But we, we had no space. We had no time. Every, every Almost everything, every ball we received, our back was the goal. We had to play it, playing sideways, playing back. And they, they really executed their game plan. And, and then their talent shone through. And that was, you know, in the end, the decisive factor for me. Um, I think there was questions. Sadio Mane's yellow card, when he basically stiff-armed Tierney to the face, could make a case that's a red card. I mean, he's obviously not playing the ball. He, I think, I think the fact that he extends his arm, it's one thing. If you're holding, you're using an arm bar to, you know, shield yourself and to create that separation. But as soon as he extends, that's not a footballing move. That to me is, is could, could be easily be violent conduct, but uh, he gets the yellow. Okay. Um, you know, these things happen. Uh, you get, you get lucky sometimes and sometimes you don't, but, um, but I mean, I, I think we are thoroughly dominated. I think Arteta said as much in the post game. He said, he really said it even when we beat them at home in July at the tail end of the last season, that there was a difference in quality is obvious. And that that's, I, I don't think anyone's naive enough to to disagree with that. Um, the, you know, the, the, the game plan, the structure, the commitments to, playing the way we did I think that's there I think the players are 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 willing uh, I don't know how capable they are that that's the big question um, and that that if we don't strengthen the squad assuming the squad stays as it is um, it's not it's just not good enough it, it's it's maybe good enough for for a top six finish but it's not it's not good enough for a top four it's not good enough to, to push push forward up the table and, and and sure. And obviously we're, we're nowhere closer to a contending for a title. So um, yeah. something has to be done. You're either going to, you're either going to back the manager and you trust, you trust his vision, you trust his, his ideologies. You got to give them the players. Uh, we don't have the players. It's as simple as that. And that can only be changed by spending money in the market.
0: It, so, I mean, that, that was, that was a lot there, but, I wanted to stick back with what you were saying about, um, you know, it's good for a top six finish at the most and, and, and not really um, contending much and we need to bring in more players. And we have obviously William came in, Gabriel came in uh, strengthening in, in key positions that they said they want to, you know, strengthen in, but um, uh, what else, what else is Arsenal missing from this squad that can, make them a contender because clearly we saw arsenal and and for a lot of teams um they're far behind um liverpool i mean liverpool is just on another pedestal and i think we were saying this a couple of seasons ago about manchester city right they're just Mm. on a different level so what 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 do we have to do like what do they have Uh, to do
1: well, I, th- I, think, I think the obvious area is, I mentioned, is a central midfield. We need a, a box-to-box, technically gifted, attacking central midfielder. I think we, we have to move away from this back three. I know it's a hybrid four in possession, but what what it does is it takes – it adds another defender, whether you want to say it's a center back or it's Maitland-Niles or it's Tierney, and it removes a attacking creative player in the middle of the field. We saw we we had absolutely zero buildup in the middle of the park with with Xhaka and El just not good enough. And and they're they're limited players, we know that. But you have to you have to bring a guy in who can play in those tight spaces, who can receive the ball, not just immediately play it back to the central defender, play it out wide to the fullback, but like Sabios, who can give you a, a a head and shoulder fake, a body faint wriggle out of tight space and progress the ball with a dribble. It can't just be, you're not going to get, you're not going to be able to build up and create everything through passing triangles and layoffs. And you saw a, a well-drilled team, even West Ham, well-organized, you sit back, they're going to cut off those passing lanes. You need guys to pick up the ball, progress with the ball. Uh, you know, again, we've talked about targets. There's another link today to Jose Melar from Leon. that mm-hmm. talks are progressing Listen, the player—the player is clearly there to be had. It's going to cost upwards of forty-five, fifty million, probably. But if that's the player, again, that's the player the coach identifies. You trust him. Go get the player. Otherwise, we can talk about all our, our, you know, ambition and progress and positive, uh, you know, feelings around the club. It doesn't matter if you if you don't if you don't have the money to strengthen the squad. The squad we had last season is a sixth to eighth place team in terms of overall talent. That's that that's it. You're not gonna make an argument that we underachieved drastically where we should, you know, really be with this team, top three or four. It's just not the case. So more talent, more attacking talent, more technical talent has to be brought in to improve this club. And that, that's gotta be in the middle of the park. Willian's a nice addition. He's secure, reliable, out wide. Uh, Gabriel again. Yes, we need to you know, improve the defense. He's young, um, fits the bill, left footed player. But to me the, the difference is going to be, if we, if we make the jump this season is going to be a box to box, technically gifted player like LR who, who's shown at the biggest stage last season dominated champions league matches. If that player is willing to come to Arsenal, which, which, is kind of a, a coup or a shock in the first place. Right. Mm. Um, you got to go and get him. You got to go and get him, and you got to back the manager and back his plan and his ambition. Otherwise we're just going to keep spinning our wheels and, you know, adjustments and, and belief and, and work ethic can only take you so far at this level.
0: So let's stick. Let's stick with that then. Let's assuming Arsenal goes in and does the business with uh, with Sam or whatever his name is. Um, it, it, they he he goes in here. We play Liverpool another game. Will will Arsenal get dominated as much if you just add this one player and maybe add Ga- uh, Gabriel instead of Louise?
1: I think what it does is is uh, now. I keep saying this. I, I don't think Arteta is a back three manager. I think he wants to play in a back four. I think that's what he played in. He learned from Guardiola, the back four. There, there's no elite teams in world football who are playing three center backs. There just isn't. I mean, you can talk about, well, it's not necessarily defensive and, and it's good adjustments to to cover up, you know, vulnerabilities in your defense. That's fine. You're, you're, not, you're not getting to the highest levels of world football playing in the back three. So I think what this does, if anything, it, it takes us to a back four. It adds another technically gifted player in the middle of the field where we can progress, we can build up, and it brings... It, it gets us up the pitch. It gets us possessing the ball in and around the opposition 18. Does it leave us more open in the back? Sure, it does, but you, like... Uh, Give an example. Leicester at the weekend played in Man City. Mm. They didn't sit back and were intimidated by the fact that City had this all attacking talent, you know, Guardiola and the way they play. They said, These guys at the back that City had, they're not very good. If we actually mm. get at them, if we put pressure on them, we can create chances and score. And what, that's what they did, they drew three penalties, dominated 5 2. We saw in this Liverpool match when we'd got the ball forward, when we had solid possession in midfield and we're actually going with the ball facing Liverpool's goal, they can be had. You know, they play a high line, a few, you know, a few of those piercing through balls, balls over the top. Now, now you have your attacking where all your talent is in the forward line. Now they have the ability to showcase that. But if you can't get them the ball, you can't get them to those areas in the first place. And you're just yeah. you're sitting back and, and hoping that Liverpool aren't going to be, you know, efficient or ruthless or, or their, their attacking talent isn't going to shine through. It's crazy. It's not, it's not a formula to win. It's a formula to maybe, maybe hold on for a draw. Maybe Nick a win if Liverpool aren't their best. And I don't, I don't, even, I don't even think Liverpool were their absolute best, they were, they were yeah. good. And, and it shows you how good they are because again, <laughs> missing Thiago Henderson, uh, they, they bring off their signing. Who's a 40 million pound player and Diago Jota scores his first goal that tells you that that tells you the talent that they're dealing with. We're bringing on Eddie and Ketia, Pepe, who we <laughs> still don't know, and then Ceballos, who made a positive impact but but the the, the differences are, are clear to see,
0: yeah, jota, jota coming in. Uh, I got rid of him in my fantasy, just a side note, and then he scores, I'm so pissed anyways um going <laughs> going back to the formation that you were talking about where you 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 mentioned that Arteta is not a three defense guy it so why is he doing that is he doing that because there is no confidence in the midfield and he has to pack it with as much defenders as possible with uh niles bellerin and 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 so on or is it just because he's being told to play the back three
1: no i, don't, I mean he's he's the manager so he's deciding tactics and, and formations and personnel I, th- I don't think he trusts i don't think he has defenders that he trusts in a four which is concerning because hmm. We've got who we've got. Even though we've we brought in Gabriel, still haven't seen Saliba, who cost thirty million a season ago. Not freaking out yet over that. Obviously, he's still a young kid. He's twenty years old, nineteen, whatever. It's gonna obviously take time to adjust. And and but you know, so are those guys back four defenders? Um, I mean, I, I thought I thought Rob Holding had a had a good game. Um, I think he does well actually in one on one duels. I don't think he does well in tactically defending space, reading runs. I think that's where he really struggles. So I think the the theory is you put two defenders near him. He has less space to have to read and defend. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Louise is a liability in in a back four. Again, if he's got guys around him, he's got more help. Um, He's better. Tierney is, is not a center back. He's, Again, had to play there. I think due to restrictions everywhere else in the pitch. Definitely, the midfield is a big factor in that. Um, but I think at some point you're going to have to. If you're, if you know, the longer Arteta goes on with his back three, the more I'm going to think he's a back three manager. And so mm-hmm. is everyone else. At some point, if you're a back four manager and that's what you want to play, uh, you got to play it. So I don't know if he's waiting for this this midfielder to come in and that triggers that change. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, because I think I think the formation more than anything is gonna is gonna restrict our effectiveness through the middle of the pitch. If you have, I mean, it's, it's a numbers game. You know, look at it simplistically. If you have three central midfielders, you're going to have more options in there for progression, right? Mm-hmm. Possession. If you have two in there, less guys to operate, you're going to be outnumbered. Two against three said three against three, three against three gives yourselves a better chance. Two against three, you, you can't do anything in there. So um, that's something I I hope that change happens, even if it comes with learning curve and and, and some some speed bumps along the road. Uh, we got to be a back four team. We for me we just have to. We gotta get we got to get tyranny out on the left. We got to get another advanced midfielder in there. You can still kind of have that out of possession three at the back, if Jacques is one of your midfielders, he can easily drop back centrally and kind of, you turn into a three, you know, either in possession or out of possession. And you still have two midfielders that he's now able to target. You still push the fullbacks forward wing back or the wide forwards come in a bit. Now you've got, you've got more options through the middle, throughout wide. I think it's the only way to go, but again, the longer it goes on, I, you know, maybe we're a back three team. (laughs) <laughs> uh, if, if we are, I mean, we've got results, but we've we haven't been dominant. We haven't created enough chances for me to for that to be sustainable uh, for an entire season. So
0: now you you did mention Saliba there. I just want to quickly get your thoughts. I know that you're saying right now, you know, you're not going to read too much into it as early seasons or whatever. But we did buy him for thirty million or whatever last season. Um, what do you think? um Arteta's reservations are is it because he's probably seeing him he's not he's not maybe he's not doing the right things maybe he's not playing well uh he's he I I I think you did say last week he is training with the first team but he's nowhere near the first team so is is there reservations maybe Arteta doesn't rate him as much as last last season or
1: I think that's what it's got to be because I mean he I don't I don't think it's fitness. He's been there training. He played started for the under twenty three So it's not you know it's out of he's carrying an injury. Otherwise he wouldn't be playing you know with the reserves. I think it must be it, what he sees in training is not up to par. Which again um, you have to say okay well well fair play if that's the case because um, you got to trust obviously his his scouting of, of of his players he sees every day. And, you know, maybe it's, it's a speed of the game. Maybe it's, it's, um, you know, tactically uh, something, I I don't know. Uh, It's, it's slightly concerning because obviously very highly rated. Even you you saw him in France, he looked more than capable, he played in a back four. Uh, You never know with the player themselves, maybe, maybe this step up, maybe the fact he's, he's here, he's, he's, he's a little nervous. He's, he's not sure of himself. And that, that, that's something you can't really account for when you're talking about a transfer it's, it, once the player gets here the the mental challenge of being confident knowing you knowing you belong and that 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 has a huge impact on the player's game um so I don't know um again remains to be seen we got Carabao Cup matches coming up um Europa League's will be coming up uh he, I mean he's got he's got to be getting in the starting 11 at some point otherwise it, it's going to turn into a big concern because you you can't you can't spend 30 million on a teenager and and completely miss now I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not i'm not saying that's the case or that will be the case but at some point he's got to you think at least be given the opportunity to show his his talent and his value
0: yeah yet 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 to be seen maybe that's a story that uh will continue following as as the time progresses like you said caribou cup is coming up again uh this this thursday against liverpool again so um That'll be interesting. Um, I just want to quickly move on because uh, I wanted to talk about Lacazette a little bit and maybe Tierney and, mm-hmm. and Willian if we have time, but uh Lacazette, um obviously he, he he scored that flute goal. You know, he 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 got lucky and that's with everything. Um, mm-hmm. ev- everything to do with that goal is it was pure luck. Um he had that one off side which got saved by allison and then the one that he was on side got saved by allison same kind of stupid move that he tried to do i just i don't for me personally i don't i don't think he should be at arsenal anymore i think he's got that mesut ozil face that i i mentioned last week um he looks sluggish he looks slow to me um he looks like he just You know, he obviously he's not coming back and defending because he's the number the number nine, but just doesn't seem like he's putting in that work rate that that Obama Yang work rate. You know what I mean? So is that concerning for you? Like and clearly he didn't score that that goal that should have. I mean, if he scored that goal, things would have been different. But I I think but I just I I don't I can't get a read on Lacazette. What, what, What do you think?
1: I think I think the biggest thing. I mean, he's got he's got three goals and in, in three games. So uh, on the surface I mean, of you, it, you think yeah, that's you'll take that return from your your starting striker. But uh, yes, the it's easy to say it's easy to look at that chance at two one through on goal. It, for me, this is a sign of of he's still not in full confidence. He takes he takes a touch in which he. And it's interesting you mentioned the, the offside chance where he kind of tries to lob Allison, and it and it's kind of a tame effort right into his hands, even though it was offside. But he, this this chance that's onside, he t- his first touch is almost as if he's trying to round the keeper. He takes it with his left foot and he kind of pushes it out to his right. What that does is stops all of his forward momentum, you know, barreling through on goal, and gives Allison a chance to to close the angle even further. And then I think that the chance that he missed the, the offside chip is in his mind because Allison's way off his line. You know, the, the, either you, you slot it low you know, to either side of him or you try and chip him because he's off his line. He kind of is in between and kind of just blasts it and it's you know, right off his chest. Uh, you know, it's, a good, it's an easy save in the end. And, and, it's, and it's, what you do there is you think, if that's Yang in that same position – that's probably a goal. Of course, you never know, you know, who knows what happens, but if Yang's through one-on-one against any keeper in this league, he'd he like his chances to bury it right now. Yang's out on the left wing and he's not. So, the, so Lackazette being in the team, what it does, it's not so much that Lacazette is your, your striker, which it is of course, but it's that Yang is not your striker. Yang is your left winger. Who is getting most of his touches on halfway line and having to try and spin back in the channel and chase long balls or receive the ball on the touch line by the corner flag and whip crosses in, he's your golden boot winner. <laughs> Again, ideally what you would want, you would want a wide forward player playing Obama Yang's role, putting in crosses or linking up with Obama Yang centrally. And that means Lacazette's out of this out of the team, then so be it. But Again, I think Arteta is kind of in a tough spot because until until Lacazette is, is sold, well, he's your player. So either you, you don't play him at all, but then who do you play on the left? You know, may, do, you, do you play Willie in there and move Pepe in? Well, clearly he doesn't trust Pepe enough to start game in, game out. Otherwise he would. He costs 72 million pounds. Um, you know, do you start Reese Nelson there? Do you, I mean, Saka... You know, I, I, again, at some point, I think you have to you have to get your best players in their best positions and, and play to their strengths. Again, this kind of makeshift, you know, Yang he does a great job. He works his ass off. He defends. He he doesn't complain. He still scores twenty plus goals even from those positions. But but at some point, and again, he's thirty one. He just signed a new deal. You have to maximize your your best talent, and you're not we're not maximizing Obamiye, playing him out there. Um, and, and you can make the case you're not maximizing Lacazette because he's not he's not contributing at the rate that he should. I mean, it's not it's not just about goals. It's about it's about shot creations by himself. It's about creating for others. It's about dropping deep and build up. He's just he's just not elite at those enough to justify starting game in game out ahead of Aubameyang. So that you know, is there a transfer in the making? You know, again, I haven't really heard anything. Um, there's been some whispers, nothing enough concrete where you think that a, that a deal is going to happen for him elsewhere. So, um, that's, again, for me, it's a concern because it it continues to limit ourselves by our own making, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not a team that's game planning us that that's preventing us from maximizing our ability. We're doing that right from the start from the team selection and that, that is you're shooting yourself in the foot right from the get-go and that, that's it's not good, obviously.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's still transfer days left. We'll see if uh, Lacazette uh, gets shipped out or not. Uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, I, I haven't heard anything about Lacazette either, so it seems like he's going to be here for the foreseeable future, so they're, they're going to have to make it work somehow. And um, uh, But yeah, it, it shall be interesting to see how that continues and progresses willian again second match not really not really you know doing his thing or like kind of like how he popped off at the beginning of the season um i mean i'm not concerned because you know what kind of quality player he is um but if you don't if you don't play him in, in that position you're you're what you got pepe who clearly is not doing anything um more so it looked like he was sluggish as well, very slow compared to what you normally see from william. um I don't know if that knock when he fell, um uh, maybe mm. something hurt his tailbone or whatever, but um, just overall, I don't know uh, is it is it is it still yet to see? Are you concerned
1: yeah i mean again i go, i go go back to how many touches did he have in Liverpool's defensive third? right? I mean, that your wide players, that's what they're there for to shine, create in the final third. Just didn't have a ball. Um, most of his touches were again in and around the halfway line under pressure. Um, and, you know, again, no, nobody, Yang didn't look good. Hardly had any touches because again, where's the service? Uh, L- William, I think at fault for their second goal, um, you see him kind of jogging back as Robertson comes out of nowhere into the picture cross comes in from Alexander Arnold and, and Bellerin gets underneath the ball and there's Robertson unmarked to, uh, to prod it in. So um, yeah, not a good game for him. Again, not a really good game for anyone bar Ceballos really, and maybe, maybe Rob holding Uh, even Mm -hmm. Leno, I think was, you could raise some few questions on the first goal. He kind of,
0: I think game too.
1: A bit, a bit soft in those hands. I mean, he, he made a great sale, obviously, on Mane, and um, that was, you know, uh, again, that's that's what Liverpool does. Though. They put you under pressure. Salah does tyranny in and gets a shot off, and mm-hmm. and Mane's there to, to to tap it home. But um, yeah, I, I think it's it's the, this system. Trying to think of who has looked really good consistently, you know, where it's really. Uh, allowed individual players to showcase their true strengths. I mean, again, Aubameyang's looked good, I think, in spite of the system. I think Tierney's looked good when he's been in that left-back area. Saka a few times, but nobody's – really. you know, we haven't had that free-flowing, rhythmic build-up domination where we're we're creating, you know – 15 plus shots a match. We're just, we're not doing that. I, th- I think that system just does not allow us to have those p- possession strings in the final third where those chances are going to get created. So, really, if, until that's changed, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, again, we'll see, you know, come up against Sheffield United, the kind of the weaker teams and, and, you know, should be able to have more possession. But, you know, we saw sh- it against West Ham. It wasn't the case. Got out got outshot 14 to seven. So um, again, I, I mean kind of beating a dead horse there, but, but for me until that changes, we're not going to get, we're not going to see the best of anyone. I don't think and that, that's, that's a big, that's a big concern for me.
0: Uh, yeah. I wanted to ask you as well. Um, so we played, we played Liverpool with almost kind of similar team selection in, in the community shield and Arsenal seemed very, like very good, you know, against them. Was it just because you know, lit Liverpool um, wasn't really? Who cares about the Community Shield type of thing? And and Arsenal would that just made Arsenal look better? Or what was it? Because the Arsenal of this match was different from the Arsenal of of the Caribou Cup.
1: You mean the Community Shield?
0: The community Shield, yes. Sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah, Liverpool weren't weren't up for it. You know, it was preseason more more or less. So. Hmm. I think, I think our performance and execution was similar. I just think Liverpool's execution was, was up here. And that, that made us look that much worse. Um, hmm. You know, I think, I think it's kind of as simplistic as that. Yeah. Uh, again, we played a similar team, similar formation tactics were, were all there. Um, you know, they, they stepped it up, their, their talent shined through in the end and ours, our talent kind of maxed out, which is right about here, their talent maxed out and it's up here. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's, you know, you can do, do all the team talks, tactics, effort, energy. If the, if the more talented team shows up and they're up for it, nine times out of 10, it's, it's, it's game over. And that's, I think that's, ultimately what we ran into today. But, but again, the the underlying issues are still there going forward against teams that aren't named Liverpool. I think that's still going to be an issue for us.
0: Yeah. I, 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 um, Oh my God, I had a thought that I wanted to bring up to you when we were talking about that, but I completely, um, lost, lost, I lost it. So, um, okay. I I guess I'll, I'll move on, um, and, and speak with, uh, um, Ceballos, when he came in, clearly he was the X factor in this match. Um, You know, and I know you touched a bit about it at the beginning of the pod, but do you, I want to know, and we kind of talked about it as well. If he comes in ahead of El Nene or maybe a little bit earlier, would things be different? And also I remembered my thought. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, I I think he definitely obviously changed the match. Um, He, Gave that spark that, for me, what I saw from him is he wanted the ball. He wanted the ball in those tight spaces. And instead of receiving the ball strictly with his back to goal and then his options only to play it back or out wide, he received it, turned on it, and, and welcomed pressure. I mean, there was, that, there was that one passage of play where he received it on like the left half space, was being pressed, started dribbling towards – he had a couple of interchanges with Hector, started dribbling towards Hector. Hector replaced him, and he he looked like he was dribbling towards the the sideline, drew the Liverpool player, and thought it was okay. He's he's either going to try and play this up the line, maybe play it back, and he just does a little, like, roll off the bottom of his studs, back heel, as Hector's passing him right into his path, and it just takes out two Liverpool players, and now Hector is – is running free in the in the middle of the pitch that's just something shaka El Nene, Joe willick simply cannot do they don't have it in their locker. It doesn't matter what you say about their effort their you know passing stats they don't have that that's the type of stuff got now it's it's high risk high reward that doesn't come off Liverpool is gone you say. Get that Tiki Taka shit out of here. We just gave up a goal, but you got to have that bravery. You got to have that that ingenuity, especially in that part of the pitch when the spaces are tight. You, you need an option. The option of of playing it long, you know, playing it back to the center backs, hoping they hit a ball in the channel, and Liverpool high line gives up a chance. Again, it's not sustainable over ninety minutes for a victory. So. To me, that's what he brings. he brings that confidence, he brings that that bravery in the middle of the pitch that you know, yeah, he's going to take chances, but he doesn't give a shit. You know he mm-hmm. wants the ball, he's hung, he hunts the ball, he wants it on his feet. He wants to be able to be the point guard, dictate and say, let let's let's move up the pitch. We're going to yeah. you know let's let's stop playing in these straight, kind of narrow lines that we, we keep pushing ourselves back we need to start progressing the ball forward and that that's what he brings above any of our midfielders.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I guess maybe the other thing too, with that, with that is not only tactically, obviously, you know, let's try on the again, see what happens, you know, more of a defensive player, but we definitely need somebody uh, more creative. Maybe it's just Sabayo's not fit enough for 90 minutes. Could could that be a factor?
1: I, uh, I don't, think that's it i think i think nope. it was i think it was tactical i think i think arteta wanted to basically emulate the community shield match and mm-hmm. you know let's frustrate them uh limit their chances which uh, we kind of did um they you know we didn't we didn't get blown out of the water um and if we can hit them over the top and and you know expose their high line which again we did right black is takes that scores two two Who knows? Maybe we get a point. Maybe it, you know, maybe the the game turns, but, um, you know, that, that, that it's it's fine margins at that point because you're, Mm -hmm. you're, you have to, Liverpool can't be at their best. And if they are, doesn't matter really what your tactics are, they're going to, they're going to expose you. They're going to create chances. Um, Right. And so I think, again, for me, it's now what if you, what if you have Shaka, El Nene, and Ceballos at starting to start and you drop, holding or you drop a Maitland-Miles and, and Tierney's out on the left. Again, it gives you more, gives you more avenues, gives you more options. Sure. It, gives, it opens you up. And so that's the thinking, like, do we, do we take a risk? Cause now we're, now we're defending with four against Liverpool's four and, you know, four against their five at times. And then again, you don't like your chances cause they're, they're just, they're better. They're better in those positions. Uh, but it gives you an opportunity to to be aggressive and be more attack minded, and again with a high line with their players pushing up, maybe you create more chances. And, and so it's it's that it's that you know chicken or the egg. It's that risk reward factor. But um, I think I don't blame Arteta for for saying, hey, if we can emulate the Community Shield performance and, and formation and tactics, um, maybe we can steal a point here. Um, uh, and so I don't, I don't blame him for that, but, but mm. ultimately in the end that, that, that didn't work out
0: at, at some point though, he's going to have to experiment with the formation, right? Like kind of like how you were saying you have Elnenay, Xhaka, Ceballos in there and you, and you do the movements, uh, w- with the defense at some point he's he's going to have to try something, right? So either try it, what in, in the cup games or against lesser Premier League teams,
1: I, I think you have to again. If, if that's if that's if that's who you are as a manager, if that's I mean, if you want this 50, 50 million pound midfielder, um, I don't think you're buying him so you can basically play him as a as a backstop, so he can just keep passing back and forth to your center backs in the back three. Um, you know, like if we if you again, I I, I said this against West Ham against early in the season. A lot of moving pieces, you know. Tierney gets injured, but if you can't play a back four at home against West Ham, obviously that that says something about your talent or your your lack thereof. But man, at some point, yeah, I think I think you have to. I mean, if you, again, you can't play a back four against Sheffield United at home, who haven't won all season, and and you're trying to match up with them because they play a back three. Like you got you got to you got to start. Believing you're a big club if you're going to play like a big club even 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 if your personnel and talent isn't exactly how you want it, you know you got to start get telling guys this is how we're going to play this is who we are, this is what we do and wow. I don't, but I don't know if he doesn't do it ever maybe that's not who we are maybe you know i'm I'm wrong and he's the manager, so he knows best but i I, I just don't I don't think that's that's who he is as a manager I don't think that's who he is tactically. But until he until he shows us otherwise, that's I guess that's exactly who he is. But so we have to have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yet to be seen. It, but I guess if you're going to talk about any sort of positives, and this was my thought from back from back in a uh, couple minutes ago, it is a po- a positive that I found and in, in a positive that um, kind of resonated with me because uh, the commentators had mentioned it is that uh, Arsenal didn't get blown out of the water despite all the low statistics mm. and whatnot, I, 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 and, and getting closer to the end of the game when they were 2-1 before, before the last goal from Jota, they were holding their own. Like, I mean, yes, a lot of the, I would say probably 80% to 90% of the play was in their half, but they held their own. So that's got to be a positive, right? Is, uh, despite everything else.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, again, you look at the, you look at the organization, you look at the structure defensively, um that that's a promising sign even if you want to say well we don't want to just be getting dominated you know 75 percent to 25 in possession you you also have to be realistic in that liverpool are head and shoulders a more talented and just better team so you'd be naive to think oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna match up with them head to head and you know we're confident that our talent will win out. Well, no, our knows that. The players know that, um, and that's not being defeatist. That's not being negative. I think that's that's being smart and and realistic in that in that matchup. Now, again, when you're matching up against West Ham, Sheffield United, uh, Fulham's, that's where I have the issue of, okay, why aren't we being more attack minded, aggressive, confident, and Trying to be more ball dominant. Um, again, I guess if you if you're getting results with that back three with that system, and you're going to have to play it against better, more talented teams, do you just stick with it because it's getting you the results? I would argue that I don't think those results are sustainable over the course of the season. Um, again, outshot fourteen to seven West Ham. Lucky to get that victory. Didn't deserve that. So that is not a sustainable model through the course of the season. Uh, so that, that's going to be my big thing as these matches come is, is what, what are the changes? If, if, if there's no major personnel changes, I don't think you can say, well, here's what we got. Uh, let's again, make, try and make the best of it, but not really because we're playing our best players out of position. Still, it, it's still, it's still missing that, that, you know, change of, of culture, change of ethos of, of, you know, you got to start behaving like a big club and you got to start now again, again, he needs the backing, right? I mean, I I understand it's, it's he's stuck between a rock and a hard place because he knows he doesn't have the personnel to play that way, but do you play that way? And then the players have to adjust and maybe you get more out of the players in an attacking manner because you're playing that way. I don't know. I don't know. Um, he knows that better than I do. He sees these players on a daily basis, of course, but I, I, I just don't think that's sustainable keeping the same system and formation as we have to start the season, but mm. we'll see.
0: Yeah. 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 We, we've yet to see how that happens. I guess final thoughts here before we end the podcast, uh, as, as we're winding down here, um, there's more to do so with the league uh in general this this uh you know this this season so far um you know th- despite despite our sort of woefulness and seeing how we truly are against the be- against the best team in the in the league uh you also have to look into you have to take into account the other top 6 "Quote unquote," you know. You, you look at Manchester United, who had a a, a terrible time against Brighton, um, Tottenham. You know, against uh, Newcastle, one one, and then of mm. course, uh, you know, Leicester City beating Man City, which is obviously
1: Chelsea, three uh, three, West Brom,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so how do you how, in those results, you're you're seeing Arsenal in a better position so so far? Regardless. Yeah,
1: again, that, that's why it's. I mean, I don't think we want to overreact and go all doom and gloom because we lost to liverpool there's there's certainly no surprise or shame in that considering they are by far the most dominant team in this league but at the same time you see the other teams around us who are lacking right dropping points Mm -hmm. There, there there is that jump to be had um and so we 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 have to find a a model a solution to in which we don't drop points to the West Broms, to the the Brightons, the Crystal Palaces, we have to we have to when we line up with them, we're we're dominant and and on the front foot and having convincing performances. Um, because I, th- I think that's that's what gets you top four. That's what gets you top four. It re- it's, it really does. It's not it's not about beating Liverpool's Man City's. Those are nice. Those feel really good if you get those, but you got to beat up, you got to be at the teams, you know, that are nine through 20. You do that, you're top four. Um, so I, again, my, my big question, not, not even doubt, but maybe it'll creep creep into a doubt. If we, how do, how do we line up? How do we match up against those teams? Are we, are we playing kind of restrictive, cautious, you know, let's, let's kind of tape over the, the, um, insecurities in the squad instead of saying you know what let's put these players into their most comfortable positions let's be more aggressive and let's really let's go for these teams instead of trying to you know manage it win 1-0 win 2-0 win 2-1 I don't know I don't know I don't know what the answer is I think Arteta's I think had more than enough time he's probably agonized over that if, because the results are there, right? Right now, the, the performances, <laughs> the, the especially the defensive performances, they're there. Where you maybe don't want to make some wholesale changes, but they're not quite good enough. Where you can be like, "That's the path forward." Absolutely, this is who we are. Uh, the signs are all there. Aubameyang on the left wing, you know, Lacazette through the middle. Maitland-Niles is a utility midfielder. I don't, it's not there where you're like, "Oh, hundred percent." this is it. This is the arsenal. This is the new, the new way. I, I don't think, I don't think it's there. I don't think Arteta believes it's fully there. The question is what's going to trigger the change if there is one at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're, we'll yet to uh, obviously see it's early days in the season, but mm-hmm. uh, there's been so many upsets. And like you said, if we can capitalize, especially on the Chelsea West Brom, where they, where they got a point, If we beat West Brom, that's two points ahead of them. Same thing with Tottenham, two points ahead of them. Uh, And if we can beat Leicester City, then they're looking very lethal again. um, You know, that's three points above Man City if you look at it that way. But um, yeah, I guess we shall see uh, in the coming in the coming weeks. And yeah,
1: we we have a huge period. I mean, that's that's the you look at the fixtures. um, Just pulling it up now. I mean, this you know again every every. Match is weighted the same in terms of end of the season results, but in terms of make or break, early on we've got you know um coming up in December. Well, Villa, Leeds, Wolves. And then we've got Spurs, Burnley, Southampton, Chelsea, Brighton, Everton.
0: Yeah, and then we have what? Man City. After After Liverpool is Sheffield, Man City, Leicester, Man United. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so those exactly. are gonna be yeah. three crucial crucial games, but I, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that they can pull it off with the the amount of upsets so far with Man Manchester United. Especially they're in shambles. They can't even get players in that uh, that want to come and necessarily, you know, play with them. And and uh, yeah, Leicester City as always. They they can be dangerous. You know how the, yeah, you know sorry how
1: I was. I was reading the ESPN FC schedule, which isn't even updated. Which of course because uh, it's the shambolic organization but uh yeah so sheffield sunday then it's after the break city leicester united Mm -hmm. yep so i mean those are those are big big fixtures early on but i think are going to be uh pretty pretty decent bellwether to, to you know see where this team is at yeah for sure uh
0: well that's all the time we have uh ryan you know sweet spot of an hour i think is a good time um, and, uh, we'll be back with you guys next week. Obviously Arsenal plays one, uh, two more times, uh, before next week, uh, they play against Liverpool in the Carabao cup again, uh, eh, probably lose and battle out of that one. Uh, but we shall see maybe, maybe there's some talking points there for next week that Ryan and I can touch on. Um, but if not, we'll be back, uh, with you guys after the Sheffield United match and, uh, hopefully, uh, better days are ahead. So, uh, Ryan, I'd just like to thank you for being on the podcast one once again. I, I always appreciate your time and your thoughts. It's always a, a really good, level-headed
1: uh, discussion. Yeah, happy to do so. Thanks, Mario.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, and you guys out there, thanks for uh, listening, and we'll be back again. So have a, have a great week.